I did hilariously just put in um, Bristol versus Queens Belfast into Google, but I put Bristol versus Belfast, um, just assuming that Google would know that I meant University Challenge. <laughs> uh, but actually, it just came up with a series of facts about living standards in Bristol and Belfast. And, what comparative? Um, comparative. Yeah, what, one of them is the quality of drinking water, which in Belfast is sub- substantially higher. It's a whole point out of 10 higher. I can believe that. I've heard good things about the drinking water in Scotland. People go nuts for it. I mean, with Scot- anyone who goes up to university there or when Scottish yeah. people come down, like the one thing they always go on about, like ad nauseum, is, oh, the drinking water is much better. Yeah, it, I mean, it does, ma- that does yeah, make me think, like, if, if, uh, if drinking water's your... Yeah, the, you know the hill you're dying on maybe there isn't a whole lot more to say about the place <laughs> but there's a man who's not had delicious drinking water that's what i'm that's hearing. probably true maybe, maybe it's you that know. much maybe it's so, maybe it's so good that i mean it just makes life that much better but i mean when i'm if I, if I go to someone new and i try to extol the benefits of any city i've lived in norwich wells or london i, I start with i start slightly grander than the drinking water tastes nice oh naturally yeah but i yeah. think what happens is because we all drink water it's a great leveler and it yeah. would catch you out by surprise as well. You just go to have water, regular old water. And then wait a minute, yeah. this is delicious. It would be a shock. It is sort of, yeah, old, I'll, it I'll, has a flavor. It's like the quiddity of water. Yeah. Well, I think there's something to do with the, the mineral content of water. I remember I have a very clear memory of um, my grandparents' house in Devon. Mm-hmm. The water had a kind of tinge to it that used to sort of excite me. Because to me, the I, I perhaps oh, it came so straight to, from the earth. It had a bit of brown. I'd, I mean, I have no, 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 not like a coloured tinge, just a sort of t- a tinge of taste. No, it didn't didn't come out. Oh, like, I uh, see. It, I just, see. it didn't come out tinted. It, didn't, it wasn't rusty <laughs> water. I think. But um, <laughs> no, because obviously I was so used to the tap water at my mum and dad's that it tasted Naturally. like nothing. And then when I tasted something new, it was kind of thrilling and weird. Um, yeah. So, yeah, maybe if I went up to Scotland, it would be the thing that I'd remember most clearly, you know. Yeah. Even better still is the tap water in Zagreb, apparently. So... I was... Well, I mean, I've been to Zagreb and... Uh, that's a shock to me think, as well. I've also been. We were. I, th- I can't remember drinking any tap water. I thought... I mean, we, we were basically... I think perhaps in a kind of coddled, sheltered Western European way, we, I think we, we swore <laughs> off tap water. We were on an interrailing trip and we swore off tap water until we got to at least Berlin, I think. Oh, God, you bigots. I know, awful, isn't it? I mean, I... At the Gong, the University Challenge podcast. Asking the questions. Led by Sim and Rob Kingston. Hello and welcome to At The Gong. We are into episode 22 of the 22-23 season and we have just had Bristol against Queen's Belfast. Bristol with a bit of a demolition. Rare to see a demolition this late in the series and um, whoa, it's quite brutish there. We had, um, I've really enjoyed seeing old faces actually. I didn't think I would, but something about making this cast has really made me very partisan when these old faces come back. I wonder if you've had the same partisan reaction rob kingston down the line as ever what are your takeaways fresh from the show yeah i think i agree with you i was uh slightly apprehensive about the second round of games thinking there wouldn't be as much to talk about but you're right you you, you feel you identify more closely with these people mm. uh although there was a, there was a debutant tonight uh was it donnelly for belfast oh, lovely donnelly God, where was he last time 
he he was ill. He was replacing yeah. their substitute. And I tell you what, how smug is that substitute now? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. was in. We won. We got yeah. through. Donnelly turns up. He's no good. Leave me out of the starting four at your peril, says yeah. substitute whose name I've forgotten. Sorry, substitute. <laughs> um, yeah. He was that maybe was even more, more Irish. That's all I can remember, really. Yeah. Well, no, I know. Do you know? I think actually maybe because I feel like the entire team being so blatantly from Northern Ireland hmm. would have been something I remember. I think to put, I think possibly the substitute who Donnelly replaced wasn't. I think he was the, the odd one out, and he was from like I can't remember. But details, um, details, dear boy. Did you were you hmm. happy with the final result with the Bristol thumping? It's. I mean, it seemed to make sense. They they, they seemed to slightly more together team. There was a, it was a bit of a kind of, you know, after the Lord Mayor's show feeling of, of this week because last week mm. was such a, such a bonanza. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, but no, I think I think yeah, Bristol of course with the stronger team. There are yeah a couple of interesting well a couple of observations I've made. Mm-hmm. Uh, Campbell, the Belfast captain, um, mm-hmm. not you know. Not not trying to steer this podcast towards sectarianism and controversy, but she introduced herself as being from Londonderry, which uh, appalled uh, my she Irish very, uh, Rob, I'm going to have to correct you on that. She was very sharp on saying Derry Londonderry. So she said Derry Londonderry. Yeah, as in Derry slash Londonderry. Oh, so oh, so she's a kind of mediator. She's like a peacemaker. She wants to. She wants to believe it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ah, good. No, good honor. Good honor. Yeah. Yeah. Quite. Sorry, right. I thought I'm, I. I just mistakenly outed her as a kind of committed. I think unionist. when you have to say it so often and so quickly, you would just rush through a Derry Londonderry, and it doesn't yeah. sound like a word yet by the time you arrive at Londonderry. Uh, well, yeah, maybe I suppose if you're from there and you don't want to, uh, you don't want people to align you with, you know. Yeah, a quite. divisive side of the conflict. You probably just get so accustomed to calling it Derry London Derry, you know. Mm, totally. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, apologies, Campbell. That was a that was a, a, well, a sorry. mistake. <laughs> yeah, sorry to shoot out your first one. I mean, um, <laughs> it's uh, it's a shame that carries around uh, Belfast teams, but you know they you know they rose above it in the first round, but they couldn't rise above it this time. I, yeah. I just had trouble this week, as I did last time he was on McLaughlin. He is brilliant. He's absolutely great. But he just talks all the time. He and does. In yeah, I've got my talks over his female captain. There's yes. sexism going on there. And... My note, my note there is McLaughlin always has to have the last word. Like every yeah. answer he has to he has to sign off on, and like even ones where someone else on the team obviously has it and doesn't even need to confer, he needs yeah. to say something. He 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 needs to articulate his workings as if yeah. to say like, yeah, I, yeah, I approve this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think yeah. that I think that is a habit of. Maybe a guy who's just a quiz obsessive with a sort of unchecked. I won't say ego. That's sort of unfair, but like he's obviously mm. never. It's obviously never occurred to him. It, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. Yeah, competitive. Do, right. Of. I don't want to be mean about him, but <laughs> there is something of like maybe that's just his tactic for quizzing. He's got to be involved in everything. He's got to make a step on every little bit. He wants to be right there in the action to keep his brain sharp. But it comes across as him, as you say, having the last word. Like let's say there was a moment where. Keller said, I can't remember it now, but uh, he said, like, Vlad, and McLaughlin goes, yeah, Vlad the Impaler, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, and there, there, were, a... there were other times, he, he, he did that thing where they were at the, where one of his colleagues would get the answer right mm-hmm. before he had a chance to go through the process or demonstrate that oh, he knew good. it. And so he would do a thing where, like, he'd explain... I, no, I think, no, I think there's a moment where he, one of his colleagues 
offered an answer which was mm-hmm. wrong and then immediately another colleague offered the correct answer and so because mm-hmm. he hadn't had the time had the opportunity or the time to give the correct answer he kind of turned around and explained why the other one was wrong he was like oh of course because that would be 14th century not 15th century or something yeah. <laughs> i can't remember what the exact like uh oh yeah yeah, 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 it, course, yeah, it, yeah. but you know it's i think it's, it's a classic um it's a classic trait of kind of obsessive quizzes um mm-hmm. and i'm sure i've been i've been guilty of the same especially at pub quizzes and stuff <laughs> where you uh it's and yes yeah, uh, perhaps it's something i was acutely aware of just because i yeah myself have fallen foul of like becoming you know taking far too seriously you know utter trivia quite literally yeah um uh but yeah that's you know but he, you're right. He's good. He's he's some player. And well, I'm, that's I it. Think... That's the conclusion we have to come to. Is that he's absolutely mm. brilliant. I mean, he got so many answers across so many categories today. Mm. He really, really bossed the show for me. He's player of the match. He was I everywhere, think he has to be, yeah. and mm. he answered a lot of questions. I, I, you know, Richardson, uh, to her credit, she, I think she's got the toughest job in the show this year. Tougher even than the, the announcer. Um, what do you mean? Uh, she uh, almost found like, the started question. Exactly, keeping McLaughlin yeah. in check. But um, she managed to get the starter questions. What sweet relief to have the starter questions where everyone's silent, you know? Yeah, 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 um, true. To prove her quizzing credentials. Um, mm. I thought the uh, Queen's team just looked uh, so nervous, like really the opposite of TV ready. Um, yeah, I, I can't tell if it was nerves or if they're just all of them very kind of retiring people. The the captain, I, I remember commenting on Campbell, the captain last time she appeared. She mm-hmm. has a just an air of kind of agitated anxiety about her she looks like a very yeah. sweet person i'm sure you know very personable in per- like but mm. uh under that there was something a kind of clawing kind of like immediacy about her where, you know like, mm-hmm. a sense mm-hmm. of unease maybe you know and perhaps just because the, the bristol team were the opposite of that and seemed very kind of chill yeah. maybe that puts you know as the as the opponent maybe that puts uh puts it up here a bit and you sort of freak out but yeah my uh, housemate who was watching it thought Campbell well when Campbell came on said oh I thought it was a fox uh it seemed thought a it was bloody... a fox yeah it's a bit bloody unfair but um <laughs> <laughs> quite a retiring type all the same yeah um one thing I really enjoyed for the Queen's team was when they got a picture round and there were like titles of books written by presidents and they all mm. read all the titles out loud, all together, and <laughs> spoke over one another, which made the audio an absolute... Well, it was just sort of uh, yeah. impossible to follow. And it was really funny. I just really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I got nowhere near any of those. I, I think I kept saying... Uh, yeah. Well, no, I think for the first two, I guess Henry Kissinger, and it was only on the third one that I realised he wasn't ever even president. But like all the answers were people <laughs> from the 19th Elvis century. Presley! <laughs> um, but, yeah... I quite enjoyed also how the answer for the Theodore Roosevelt one was given to Campbell as uh, Theodore, Theodore Roosevelt, and she then answered, oh, yes, Teddy Roosevelt, as if she sort of knew him. Uh, yeah. Oh, Teddy. That was good fun. Yeah. Oh, Teddy. Uh, another uh, another thing that gave me a bit of a chuckle, because I feel like we've reached a stage of this podcast where the content is just sort of informally offering things that entertained us, and mm. that's, the, that's, that's the meat and drink of it. Uh, the chap on the far right of Bristol, Ortego, Ortega introduced himself like hello I am uh," and then he said it in sort of the accent because obviously he's uh, of I presume Spanish extraction Ortega could be sort of Argentinian or Chilean he said hello I'm uh, Alejandro Ortega from uh, Buckinghamshire and I just thought that was (laughs) I love the um, the, like dissonance of that yeah to have uh, that must be the most English county to Mm. to be from Buckinghamshire as in Buckingham Palace 
yeah. and his name is not not even one little drop of English in it. Um, uh, yeah, so... it's 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 so kind of it's so Latin, and like Alejandro Ortega, you know, evokes the image of like a horse riding, bare chested kind of yeah madman, yeah rom- rom- romantic lead type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it probably means like Alex Simon or something. Oh yeah, no. You know, like just, to a Spaniard, it's the most ordinary thing, but just you know, a Latin name sends it gets us all swooning. Oh, it um, really does. Yeah. Any other things? Do you reckon English names sound exotic and exciting? That's a really people? good question. I think po- possibly not, just because English just like permeates English culture or like yeah. pop culture. Certainly, just permeates everything, so people probably just get used to it. <laughs> Whereas, like, you know, it's a bit dull. Um, I thought glamorous aunties, but I'm, I really don't think like Ben McLaughlin really yeah, gets the yeah. hearts of flutter. Well, I always used to think this when I was growing up about sports people, footballers in particular. When I was a kid, did the mere fact of being called like Frank Lampard rather than <laughs> Andres Iniesta meant that he couldn't be as good? Like he literally, by nominative, nominative determinism, could not be as good a footballer as like Zinedine Zidane or Iniesta or something. That's a really cool name, Zinedine Zidane, isn't it? That, that name one alone. Yeah, you can't really compete with Zinedine Zidane. I mean, alliteration is cool, and Z alliteration is like mm-hmm. the coolest. Um, but then uh, you do translate these occasionally. Graziano Pelle, um, uh, with two L's, who was an Italian player, uh, which kind of translates as Graham Skin. And, um, it does, doesn't it? But that's like, not gra- such a good name, isn't it? Graham yeah. Skin, I think, would would really go down quite badly. But it does sound better in Italian. I'll accept that. It does, yeah. Um, any other points of order? Yeah, I thought it was quite interesting. Donnelly, obviously, because it was his debut, um, mm. wanted to give himself the full introduction. Where he, I think on repeat appearances, oh yes, him down over, <laughs> and it's like, uh, hi, I'm Donnelly, and I'm discovered. I was about to do the accent, but I won't insult him or you <laughs> or myself by doing it. But he said like. Uh, yeah, I'm doing a video games about video games in the US military and their use as a propaganda tool or something. And he really he was quite proud of that. And it's good, it's a cool thing to be studying. I mean, I wonder yeah. what his fi- I wonder what his findings have been. It'd be funny it's if like halfway I... into his introduction, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I wonder what the yeah the outcome of that thesis is. It'd be quite mm. funny if it's like a, if it's like a hundred thousand word PhD, and at the end it's like turns out. Yeah, they really don't have any effect. And I've just wasted, <laughs> <laughs> just wasted my time. There's got to be some of those out there. Yeah. Hiding in plain sight. Yeah, no, he really um, he made sure his uh, appearance was noted. He got a lovely jumper mm-hmm. on. Um, he sat in the centre, made sure he, he was there. And, and he got a couple of questions later on, and you could see real relief. One thing I liked in the way he answered was saying, is it X? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it iron? Is it mm. Ivy? Um, I, I, like I think it. he... I like I that, think... Yeah, I think he's got to be in the uh, he's got to be in the pot for Granny's favourite. He looked very good. Kind of... Dead set, dead set. Yeah, yeah, Unless yeah, yeah, Granny's yeah, yeah, yeah. feeling really put off and wants to have Richardson round on her own for tea, get her away from those terrible boys. Yeah, could be, could be. Um, but Donnelly's those... position is so. Yeah, yeah, very grandma. Hey, oh, I've just just cast my over my notes and saw one thing—a a question I enjoyed mm. a lot. And I'm sure you did as well. Yeah, the go on. Uh, the, the uh, there were bonuses about um, astronomical units oh, and the yeah. kind of <laughs> and the kind of relative position of places in the solar system. And then the final one, he said, <laughs> if the Earth and the Sun were a sc- if there's a scale model of the Earth and the Sun on the wicket at Old Trafford, 
<laughs> which cricket ground would be a light year away, and it was Headingley. And I, oh my god, I never, I'm, I'm always. <coughs> It was even Always closer, been... which test ground is yeah. northeast of? And I thought, that is not a, a space question, that's just a cricket question. <laughs> it's like that, you just found the weirdest way of phrasing, like a, but quite a basic English geography thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it was like, but what I'm really asking is how far from Manchester to Leeds, and you'll know this if you like cricket. But yeah. I'm going to phrase yeah, it in yeah, the yeah. weirdest way possible. But no, I'll never, I'll never think of those two venues in any other terms again. And when being it, a light year apart. Yeah, when people talk to me about cricket, it's like, oh, but that's an interesting fact about uh, heading the Old Trafford. Uh, if you put the earth <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the sun uh, one metre apart to scale on the wicket Old Trafford, heading would be a light year away. Hmm. And presumably whoever I was talking to would finish their pint and leave. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've got a, one moment that really made me chuckle as well, um, which was Duffy on the far right of uh, Queen's Belfast. His only contribution in the match was during a bonus round where the first answer was conveyancing. It was something about property. And then at the second bonus question, his suggestion was conveyancing. And he he got it through. He got it through. And then Camel said conveyancing. Paxman just loved it. We've just had that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, again, that's like like, like last week. That's absolute fodder for Paxman. Even, you know, even in his late career. Yeah, yeah, he tucked into that. That's a deer in the T-Rex enclosure, mm-hmm. just ready to get chomped up. Uh, but I can see he, he clearly, yeah, it's no, it's nerve-wracking being in a TV studio. It's tough. Even, like, trained professionals get, get nervous. Mm-hmm. And oh, Duffy, I think he must have um, he just seized up and not listened all day. And then, oh, I've got to say something now. And, and away he went. I can, oh. well, I, I, it would so be something that would play on my mind. If I was in a televised uh, university episode of University Challenge, I would mm-hmm. be just shiveringly aware of the fact that I hadn't said anything yet if I got to like halfway through this <laughs> because um I mean I I I, I, feel, yeah. I start to, I start to get very restless when I'm watching at home on telly and I don't get an answer in the first few minutes but I would just oh, yeah. it would just I would and I would probably start tuning Paxman out and just thinking like god I'm, I need to say something here because I'm you know the eyes of the world looking on yeah, and also moment. like the opposition get uh, a starter question, and then they have three bonus questions, and they dither over it. It's been two minutes, and then oh my god, yeah, the bonus some... questions you would just you would just dwell, wouldn't you? Just yeah. yeah, you'd switch off, and then suddenly they turn around and go right now. Actually, you've got to focus in all over again, and you uh, think, oh god, what the hell? I'm going to be right at the tip of Barsim and Kingston's skewer this week, aren't I? <laughs> Wait till the At The Gong boys hear about this. <laughs> They're going to lather it through. Shiveringly aware is a really good, really good uh, description for it, Rob. I think you would... Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, your world would close in and it would get really mm. dark. I'd get, yeah, I'd get really cold. And, that's what I'm going to uh, name my. That's what I'm going to name my memoir. Shiveringly aware, the Rob Kingston story. Mm, very nice. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you saw it all coming first, didn't you, Rob? Yes, of course. The, yeah. the, the event. Yeah, which which you know, uh, people can read about mm. in you know, future. I I, uh, I didn't get any uh, questions that I really love this week, other, other than that. Moment. No, I, I was about quite to. Hard going. Yeah, I was about to say, how do you do? I, I got uh, how many did I get? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got eight actually in the end. I, I got a little slew of questions right at the end. That sometimes happens. I how got six. Yeah, but okay. it, it felt like hard work. I didn't enjoy them. 
I mm. think sort of uh, to your point of the uh, light year to heading late question. Um, I, I, I don't know. It, it's so unfair. How, how do how do we make a question a good question? It can't just be that you got it. I, I, it's weird. I mean, I suppose it depends on the person. Like I obviously, you, you feel more pride and you remember more clearly questions mm. that uh, you 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 genuinely know and that you had the and that, that were quite difficult. Like I, looking through, I'd say at least half of mine were pretty vague guesses that just happened to be correct. So they're, they're mm. never the most satisfying. You know, ones where like you sort of tentatively offer an answer which just happens to be right i got that with the canary islands peru yeah uh, when you just throw a guess it can hmm. be brilliant and it can be unsatisfying if you just yeah uh, if they've said you know which yeah in that example which island on the west you're going well am i going to go something off ireland or is it going to be a trip yeah. blah 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 you, you can feel a bit cheated somehow Almost if you do Whereas, yeah. Whereas, well, for example, a question I was quite happy with Howard Jacobson, the novelist, was, uh, was an answer to uh, mm-hmm. the, the novelist who was described as the English Philip Roth or something like that. And he said, Ooh. I'd rather be called the, the Jewish Jane Austen. And uh, I, knew, yeah. I, knew, I knew all about that fellow because I read a book of his once. And uh, very funny. Would recommend. Okay. Um, so we'll come back to you. How easy. Yeah. Are there any uh, Twitter moments, do we think? Any Twitter generators um, in there? Um, I mean, what was? I mean, I'd say the two, the two, in terms of moments that would generate tweets, I'd say the guy, like you said, what's it, poor, poor Duffy, um, mm. opening his mouth once, you know, the, uh, and and dooming himself. <laughs> it's uh, an unbelievable clangor, isn't it? Yeah, that, or I'd just say the overall performance of. Um, McLaughlin, I'm sure would get really good shout, actually. Yeah, because well, I think that I think that would that would provoke uh, kind of not it would provoke <laughs> ch- chatter about like what we said his his absolute need to be the final word, and then it would provoke a backlash to that chatter from kind of oh mm-hmm. you're all just being woke types who oh, say yeah, oh yeah, he's yeah. he's absolutely fine, don't say he's being sexist, you just can't you're just easily offended or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of both right, and I think um, yeah, I suppose but, yeah, because I mean I'm not yeah, he's it's 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 a very minor infraction as a piece of sexism. We're not saying get this guy off TV. He's probably he, he's, he did amazingly well, and he's yeah. probably a wonderful bloke. It's just he did it. It's a classic piece of behaviour that I'm sure um, women yes. pick up on a lot more than men. They're just like oh god, classic. Yeah, and a really stunning example of just like not trusting the woman beside him to answer the questions. I, I, but I also think he doesn't trust anyone to answer the questions beside him. Um, yeah, well, that, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say, yeah. life a lot harder. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we, 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 we because it's so commonly uh, a feature of like a, a, a man-woman dynamic, we say sexism, mm. but I'm sure like any cap- anyone in that captain's seat would have been spoken over by McLaughlin because he's that kind of quizzer. And yeah. it's something I kind of have sympathy with because I... You know, <laughs> you barrel around, do you, Rob? A bit. Well, if I'm at a pub quiz, I, I, I yeah, I Are make my company? presence known. I'm not a bad company by any means. No, I enjoy, I enjoy the occasion, but uh, I take the quizzing quite, quite seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so it's spoken like a true quizzer. <laughs> That's um, tremendous. God, I, I kind of want to see you now at a pub quiz being like, like just a really terrible brute and. And being just vile to all the women there as well, and, so, <laughs> and then and then recalling this conversation and thinking, yeah, oh, it, was, it was hiding in plain sight all along. Yeah, he did warn me. 
Uh, yeah. Well, let's get that together. We should do a pub quiz. Oh my god, do it IRL. Yeah, happy to yeah. tag on in. Um, do you have anything more to add on this one, Rob? There's not um, a huge amount to no, say. No, I mean it, again. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I, 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 I a creeping realization, uh, mm-hmm. and this makes me feel, you know, guilty because I feel like we have cast ourselves in the role of like impartial observers as podcasters on this show. All but right. I couldn't help. I couldn't help feel that every team I watch from now on, mm-hmm. I, I'm seeing not as University Challenge teams, but as potential opponents for Newnham. <laughs> <laughs> it's pure love for Newnham. You're so I'm, right. I'm, I'm an, I, yeah, I am. I'm a, if, I, if I could be, I'd be a Newnham season ticket holder. I'm a, you know. <laughs> You're all in. I was there that day. Yeah. So, you say. <laughs> You're hooked ever since. You're so right, and um, I don't. I don't know. They're going to break our hearts. So I, can they go all the way? I have to remember there was Ellis there. Yeah, there's always Ellis. We'll always have Ellis. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it would be. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they'll get to the final, and it will be mm-hmm. like the Euros last year. Um, oh, we can't hopefully do that again, can we? Yeah. Hopefully, without the violence and racism in the crowd, but these university challenge studio audiences can get pretty lively. They, they can. They tend to get more <laughs> classist than racist. Yeah, I wonder what sorts of people actually show up to the live recordings. Um, it's in Salford, by the way. So yeah, that's quite a long do you reckon, way. On do, you reckon that, do you reckon it's family and friends of competitors? Like, or do you, or do you reckon it's just like locals? Yeah, has to be. I bet. Actually, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a bit of kind of studio jiggery poker and it's just like a clap track they have in the background and it's actually just no one's there yeah i mean Salford and the bbc studios in particular i used to work opposite and there's barely even a bus to them they are so mm. separate from the rest of the city Salford and manchester and so yeah. um yeah you basically have to cycle there if at all you can't get a tram it just takes ages and so that whole have... that whole kind of development yeah, sort of new Salford does look a bit weird. It's a bit sort of canary wharfy. Oh man, it's minging. But it, it would mm. take a long time to get there, is what I mean. So you would have to want to go. And so I think you're right. It's just going to be friends and family, uh, mm. and then us two, very surely. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of getting yeah, but just just blocking out two seats every week for the rest of the <laughs> the rest of the run, and every Monday from our. <laughs> Yeah. And probably Tuesdays as well for getting that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It finishes eight thirty. Yeah. Oh no. Are we gonna make the mm. ten o'clock home? Well actually do you know I don't think they're live I don't think they're live recording. I think the final might be a live recording, but I think I think they actually record quite a few of them per day, like a few weeks in advance. So wow. maybe it's like maybe we just go up and watch a kind of marathon. Yeah. Um, oh my god. I don't know, but yeah, it's an interesting question. Who who goes to these things? Like I was watching uh I was working from home a few weeks ago when there was a snowfall, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I was watching Countdown. Oh and dear. Countdown, the count that, and you you know for sure that it's not like just canned clapping and laughter because it it pans across the audience, and there's only two people in Countdown, and unless they're like Irish Catholics, there's an audience of like a hundred. They can't all be family, so wow. I mean, some of the, some of those people must be just you know fans of the game and i just thought the kind i just maybe maybe wonder about you know there are people out there takes all sorts there are people out there who go to watch countdown live wow who made the decision who made the conscious decision at one point in their life to think 
Do you know what sounds like a bit of fun? Let's go for Canada. a bit of countdown. That sounds yeah. lovely. I think, wow, that's so uh, sweet to hear. I wonder if University Challenge would benefit from panning around at the end. Well, to show that there is indeed an audience. People there, yeah. Yeah. If, I mean, if it is a thing, it is, it's, it's certainly a bucket list. I'd love to mm-hmm. go and watch. We'll have to arrange it, Rob. We'll have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've had an absolutely runaway performance from Bristol and McLaughlin in particular. They're through to the next round and they're looking pretty ominous. We've got Gong's player of the match, McLaughlin, Twitter, McLaughlin, and, and Granny's favourite is Donnelly, but that's all for me. So is it goodbye from you, Rob? Yes, goodbye. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. <laughs> goodbye. goodbye. At the Asking the questions, led by Sim and Rob Kingston, 